Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just take a moment and let anything else that's going on in your life, any other thoughts or what you might have to get done after this podcast, just let it all fall by the wayside. Just let it relax out of your sight. Any stress you're going under, just let it fall by the wayside. Any even excitement. Let's just relax and 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 be available to whatever it is the Lord wants to do at this time. We've been talking a lot about the supernatural abilities that we have inherent in our souls and how those abilities operate and function and how they relate and how our soul relates to the supernatural realm. And just want to encourage you, this is going to take a while. Even when God gives insight, this is foreign to what at least most of us and I haven't heard anything different from anybody this is not this is not what is regularly taught so it's going to take a while to absorb and one thing to remember your soul does not want you to absorb it your soul has bad habits and your soul will continue those bad, bad habits as long as they work. As you start understanding how your soul relates to the supernatural and relates to spirit and even relates to body, those bad habits will fail. And your soul will be returned to its rightful relationship with your spirit. Your soul doesn't want to do that. Your soul doesn't like change. We don't like change. We don't like to give up control. We don't like what we don't like. Now, each one of us has a temperament, a personality, how we are put together. That's in our soul. There's some aspect of physical, but we're going to stick with with soul how our mind works, how our emotions work, how our will works, our our doer. We have a thinker, a feeler, and a doer. And how those relate to one another, combine that with our history, our how we're raised, where we live, what time of uh, what age we live, all these things affect how we believe and what we believe. Fortunately, we can just accept that God put us in the right body, with the right soul, in the right time, for his purposes. Don't worry about what you need to accomplish out there. What's important is, are you able to relax in what God is doing 
in you. And again, this is not about your spirit. This is about your soul. Your spirit, your spiritual relationship with God is finished, is done, it's complete. He's already given you an A+. You've passed, you're in, you're in. So that's not the problem. The problem is our soul. Now what happens when we face change? Whether we are looking forward to it, let's say we're moving. Moving is a lot of work. You may be moving to get, you've been accepted and given a a great new promotion or a new job or a great new opportunity. Are you moving because it's a huge improvement? You're going to have better weather or closer to family, whatever. It's a good thing. You're moving to a good place. It's still a lot of work. It's still stressful. Say you're marrying the person of your dreams and you can't wait and it's going to be a great experience and everything's going great. It's still stressful. Good change can still be stressful. Now we all kind of accept that bad change, when bad things happen for whatever reason, that's stressful. But the good also causes stress because we don't like change. And we want to remember that because we often go the other way, that if we're stressed, there must be something wrong. If we're doubting, if we're uncertain, unclear, if we don't know how to pray, how to seek, how to wait, we're having a hard time bringing our emotions or our, our thoughts into a peaceful state of rest, we conclude something must be wrong. And the exact opposite could be true. You could be in the middle of the greatest victory in your life and filled with self-doubt. Because that's the way our soul works. Your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions are not reliable. Who you are as a spirit is reliable because your spirit is one with God. But your soul is still in that state of flux. So the reality that your soul is experiencing is not reality. It's not truth. It's not reliable. It's not fact. We So how does that What does that look like? Well, we think if we're feeling good, if we're loving God, if we're, you know, praising him in the spirit and everything's going great, that everything must be going great. We must be hearing from him. You know, we're in, what is that term? In the center of will, center of God's will, whatever that means. But that's not necessarily true. 
And when we start to interpret, can we say how we're doing? You know, we all want to know, how am I doing? Am I on the right track? And when we try to interpret how our soul is doing with how we are doing, we're very often going to get two different answers. So spiritually speaking, let me answer that for you. You're doing fantastic. You're right on track. You're perfect. Couldn't be doing better spiritually. Now your spirit, your soul rather, is in process. You know, like when you, you go to a, a, a website and you wait for, you know, whether you have the little line going across or the little balloon or the wheel, you're waiting for it to load. You know you're in the right place. It's just taking a while for what is there to appear on your screen. It's loading. For most of us, our soul That's where we've been sometimes our whole lives is we're loading. Our soul is still trying to connect and relay the reality that our soul is without those bad habits. So when you're doing that, when you're letting that, that page refresh or reload, and there's that little wheel, the little bar going across. You know, how, how much percent lo- uploaded? What's the best thing you can do? Is simply wait. Be patient and, and wait. It will fill. Sometimes it'll tell you you've hit an error. You need to refresh. It will give you direction. And we can trust that God will give us direction. So we can, what is that? Having done all, stand. Don't try to do more. Don't try to outthink what's going on. Don't try to figure out what's going on in the supernatural realm. Don't try to figure out what wounds need to be healed. Don't try to figure out why your history keeps coming up. Wait. Ask the Lord, is there something you're drawing my attention to? And then wait while that answer loads. Now, very often, God is going to draw our attention to something that we think is unimportant. Sometimes that unimportant thing leads to things that are important. Sort of like a Jenga game. You pull out the one piece and the whole thing falls. And sometimes that's how God deals with our our wounds that need to be healed or our beliefs that need to be changed. He finds that one little piece that we don't think is all that important, but when he touches it, Everything falls. The wound is healed. Now, sometimes that experience of the world crashing in can be painful. 
But then the healing comes. And we all need to get really good at going to God to get healed. That's one of the things that we're all going to experience all the time is we're, we all have past wounds, we are all being wounded, and our future holds our being wounded. We're not going to get out of this life. Tomorrow, odds are, some way you're going to get wounded. You're, somebody's going to say something, you're going to stub your toe, you're going to be resentful, something's going to happen. A a song on the radio is going to bring up a bad memory. Something is going to happen where you're going to get a fresh wound or an old wound is going to be poked. So we aren't in the business of trying to avoid getting wounded. Because when you know what it's like to be healed, you're not afraid of being wounded. You're not afraid of being hurt. Because you know what that that refreshing that comes from God is like. It's not that we need to go out and, and deliberately get ourselves hurt, get ourselves wounded. But when it happens, we know how to go to him, not our own understanding, not trying to fix it ourselves, not even praying for one another. God is the healer. He is the one. God has your master plan. Now, he has shared that master plan with your spirit. And what is that master plan? That you would be one spirit, soul, and body. That you would be reunited spirit, soul, and body. That's how you are intended to function. So that your soul gets the life that's in the spirit to meet its needs, doesn't need anything else, doesn't develop new bad habits, lets go of the old bad habits, and is restored and refreshed. God restores our soul. Then even leading into our body. When you think about, when we look at the scriptures and how long people used to live, would we even want to live that long? the way we live now, the way our physical being is, the way our family, most of us are just unfortunately just trying to make it through until we can, you know, join Christ in, in in the heavens and walk on golden streets and sit on a throne and I don't know what else. We're waiting to get out of here. rather than grasping and and throwing our arms around the opportunities that God has set out for us here. There's things that I think God it would make us it's easiest for us to change in certain areas here in this earth zone than will be available in the next thing. And I don't know what the next thing is. And your next thing might be different than my next thing. I don't know. So I'm not going to try to draw any conclusions. I'm going to stick with what are we doing here. 
One of the reasons I think we want to know what's coming next is because we want to prepare, be prepared. We want to prepare ourselves. That goes back to we want to be in charge. We want to be in control. Likewise, we want to motivate ourselves. You know, if we're thinking, if we've been taught that your reward will be in heaven based on how good you do, how well you serve, whether it's evangelically speaking, how many souls you win to Christ, or churches you start, or how many, how much, you know, whatever it is, how many people you disciple, how many gifts you have functioning, and how well and how, how perfectly they function, then you're going to get a bigger reward in heaven. And we look to these external beliefs to motivate us. Because then, okay, if I then have to, I'm going to be eternally rewarded or not based on how well I evangelize, I'm going to spend a heck of a lot of time evangelizing. That's a fair correlation. If I think I'm going to be rewarded for something, for some behavior, I'm going to to do that behavior. But neither of those are true. We don't want to look to our beliefs to motivate us because our beliefs are incomplete. They're based on things that suit us, suit our temperament. And the only truth that we have available to us is God himself. Now there's going to be times when God motivates us, calls us in a direction in which we don't have understanding. Again, that's why we want to know everything. We want to know what our future holds so we can be ready. God says, I will have you ready. Stay focused on your present. There's a a pretty good illustration of of the, the two time thieves where Christ is hanging on the center cross and there's two thieves, a thief on either side of him being crucified. And people have said one thief is the past and the other thief is the future. And Christ is in the center. Christ is our present. That's a pretty good illustration. Is your past is a thief. Your future is a thief. Not what has happened in the past. You, you were wounded in the past. Things happened in the past that need to be dealt with. God doesn't argue about that. Likewise, there are, there's things you need to plan for in the future. So we're not just ostriches that put our head in the sand. That's not it at all. But the whole idea of our time being stolen by our past or our time, our future being stolen by the pressure and stress of being prepared, thinking that it is up to us. If God can't prepare you for your future, what makes you think you can? 
Now, God not only knows what your future is tomorrow, starting with the next two minutes, he created that for you. Whatever happens in your future, he specifically crafted it for you. Likewise, in the past, whatever your past is, he specifically crafted it for you. Now, we get hung up on the mistakes we make. And it's, it's for most, not all, for most, we spend far more time thinking about the mistakes we made rather than the victories we experienced, the accomplishments. It's just because we're, our soul is negatively bent, because our soul is so aware of its needs. Your soul is need-driven. And a need is simply something where there's a lack. You need a new pair of shoes because your old pair of shoes is worn through and needs to be replaced. They aren't doing the job anymore. We're emotionally needy because our emotions haven't been satisfied. We all have needs, need for love and value and acceptance, significance, to be appreciated and recognized as an individual. Those are all needs that were given by God. Those needs are in your soul. Those needs are all, 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 all met by your spirit. But your soul has been trying to meet them on its own. Like saying, don't, you know, God... You know, I appreciate you, you being there for forgiving my sins. When I get to heaven, we'll, we'll talk about this later. But in the meantime, I'm going to control my life. I'm going to do what I think is best. I'm going to pick and choose what beliefs, what doctrines suit me. But your soul is still simply trying to meet its own needs. God won't let that happen. Now, he's merciful. He doesn't, doesn't strip away all the bad habits at once. Your soul would not know what to do. But he picks and chooses, and he has a specific order that he's working on about what's important to him. But it's in the soul, not the spirit. So when he starts putting his finger on things, how do we react to it? Most of the time, your soul is programmed. It's habitually going to turn to figuring it out. Say there's been a constant struggle in your life in a certain area. Or you're struggling with a family. We've talked about so often there are three areas where God allows our soul to fail so to draw our attention. And those are in finances and health and relationships. So, for instance, if you keep on coming up with struggles in one of those areas, very probable that God's trying to get your attention. Now, he may not be getting your attention about that thing. For instance, if you're constantly having financial problems, you know, you get a great job and then the company goes under. You get another great job, but they make you move, and then you find find out it wasn't the job you thought, and you were hoaxed, basically. Now you're out thousands of dollars, and you just moved your family across. 
the country, things like that. Those kinds of things keep happening. Odds are God's trying to get your, your attention. It's n- and it's not a, necessarily about your finances. It's not about something that you can probably figure out. He's just trying to get your attention. He's knocking on your door. Our job is to open and let him come in and sup with us. He is the one who will restore your soul. He heals your emotions. He heals your thoughts. He heals your will. We don't do it ourselves. It's not we're asking him to put his finger so he can clarify, okay, now fix this here, and then we'll take it from there. That's what your soul wants to do. But that's not your soul's job. That's God's job. You know, and if you want to get along with God, stay off of his throne. Let him be the God. Now, very often we struggle with that simply because we don't see him moving. We sit there looking at that page loading and we think we know what what's going to happen once it loads. We think we know what it's going to look like. It's going to answer all our questions. It's going to give us, you know, some level of healing or pleasure or encouragement. So we're anticipating what he's doing, what he's has prepared for us. And waiting and anticipating, that's fine, that's great. But the process of waiting, being in that, very often being in that state of patient waiting, anticipation, waiting for the page to load, that interval right there is very often when God can do the most within us. Because we are anticipating what he is doing in our lives. And our soul is the least active out of its own strength. So we're simply positively waiting for that page to load. Then when that lo- when it loads, very often it's like, oh, well, you know, I was kind of having enjoying the downtime waiting for the page to load. And who knows what that page is? It may be, you know, an error page. It may be you've, you know, went to some place that you weren't expecting, or it may be exactly where what you were expecting. But it's almost a letdown because you are experiencing that peace and rest that was giving God an opportunity to make changes in you that you weren't even looking for. So very often he distracts us by something that's familiar so he can do what's unfamiliar. This is why we rely not on your own understanding. But also be patient with yourself. Now, having said all that, God does not want us ignorant. 
Now we're learning about the, the supernatural realm and our soul abilities, not to help God, but in recognition of the reality of this is how God created us. It's not to fulfill our needs. It's to recognize our reality. This is, you can look at your body. This is what your body is. You can look at your soul. This is what your soul is. God gave you the soul he wanted you to have. It's not broken. It doesn't need to be fixed. Those bad habits just need to be finished. And how does he do that? He does it in a variety of ways, and he's free to do whatever he wants, whatever's necessary. That's always a, a good thing to say is, Lord, I give you permission to do whatever it is you want to do to accomplish your goals in me, to bring me into unity. Spare not for my crying. Do what's ne- ne- do what needs to be done. Now, your spirit has already said that. So don't go, okay, well, I haven't said that in a really long time, so God hasn't been doing anything. Your spirit has already done that for permanent. If you never say that, that's fine. But saying it reminds us that whatever God does in our lives, we gave him permission. Because, again, a lot of times what he does doesn't feel good. It's not comfortable. He's... He's letting our bad habits fail. And we've continued our bad habits because we like them. They're giving us a sense of control. They're giving us our own sense of satisfaction and joy. But you have to let go of that limited peace in order to receive the Prince of Peace. So be encouraged, take some time, see if there's areas where he wants to redirect your efforts and let that page load. Just let it appear before you and accept whatever place he has you in that you're in that interim experience. It's the process that matters. God's brought you to that place. Don't worry about the results. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again the same time next week. Drop me a line if you want to. I'm at Diane at the org or through Blog Talk Radio. Until next week, this has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.